Mm-mm-mm. Hi, this is Sam Raimi, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side. Yeah. Break on through. Good morning. This is Monday, August 23rd. You're listening to the CVH Podcast. Uh, I'm coming to you from Chicago, continuing our journey here in Chicago. Banquo is basically done. I've staged everything I have to sing, uh, you know, one week in and, and uh, done. I think I'm going to get paraded through as some sort of ghost or apparition, uh, some sort of bloody corpse. Uh, but uh, my... my um, the, the biggest part of my work is is uh, finished, and that's in no uh, no short credit to to um, David McVicker, who who just moves and produces at a speed unheard of. I think you could chop a week off of his rehearsal time, and he'd get it done. Uh, huge fight scene for me at the end. Obviously, Bonquo gets killed, right? And so uh, he needs to get murdered. Generally, it's done off stage. Um, there, there is a, it, it, it's a quick change. There's a quick scene change that needs to happen there. And so often Bonko's killed off stage in my experience. Uh, but in this one, we're doing it on stage and we've got great group of fighters, actors, stuntmen, uh, who, who, uh, do this murder and it's fantastic. And, and without giving, uh, too much away, um, I'm ambushed, uh, but I don't go out like a punk. I, I draw I draw my sword, and uh, at least take a swipe at two of them, and uh, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't hit any of them, but I do give my son a chance to get away, which is what it's all about. I think Bonkvo knows he's about to die. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat these nine guys coming at me, but at least I can slow them down a second. Uh, and so it's a it's a it happens like lightning fast. I always forget how quickly these things happen on stage. Where effectively, it just needs to be muscle memory. Your moves have to be total muscle memory, or or someone's going to get hurt because uh, there are a lot of knives flying around, lots of knives and swords, and and um, uh, you know our fight coordinator is so fantastic. He doesn't like if he's going to have somebody stab somebody, it's going to be a kill shot. He doesn't like it's not just random stab in the belly like he he's got you going for kidneys he's got you going for heart you know he's he's definitely very specific about where he gets hit and uh uh it's great it's like boom 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 you know and then and then i get dragged off so these two the two biggest guys are the ones employed to drag me off and uh <laughs> i'm not an easy drag <laughs> and so um you know, we go through all the moves, and I start to collapse and fall backwards, and then they like brain me with, <laughs> with a crucifix. <laughs> now I'm giving things away, but the the last the kill shot is a is is a braining uh, with a crucifix. <laughs> we'll see if that makes it all the way through the show. Um, <laughs> it's there for now, and. Um, uh, uh, and then, and then these two guys sort of like put me on my feet and then catch my full weight, drag me about eight feet and throw me into a trap. And, um, uh, from what I've learned, the trap is about a two foot drop for me onto a crash pad. And then the, uh, the door gets shut on top and, and, and we, um, you know, I get lowered down into the basement. <laughs> 
for a quick change because I got to come back as a ghost. Like I said, this is normally a quick change move, and that's why uh, doing this on stage is more difficult uh, than doing it off stage. You know, you just sort of they hear you scream from off stage, and they understand that you've been murdered. But but we're going to see it in this one, which I think is fantastic. But it it produces its own uh, challenges, which I I feel like we've uh, figured out. And by we, I mean David. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I haven't tried the two foot drop yet. Um, these guys are sort of throwing me into the trap. <laughs> we, we did it about 15 times on Saturday total from the, in the morning rehearsal and the afternoon rehearsal, 15 times. I, I went through this fight sequence and then tossed, um, dragged and tossed. And I gotta say, <laughs> I'm not 25. It's so strange to be 42 and, and be in, in, in solid shape, but I still, uh, you know, e- each time I was just getting back up on my feet a little bit slower and a little bit slower and a little bit slower. <laughs> oh, man. I'm strong, but I think, I just, I think I'm just a large man. It's just I, I, there's, there's too much weight on my frame or something. I don't know. Every time I had to get back up, it was like oh, everything creaking and <laughs> cracking. But we're doing it, and it's and it's going to be great. And I don't think I'll have to do it 15 more times total. So that's uh, you know, uh, it's done. It's done. I I want to say I want to talk about something real quick. Um, I'm not a superstitious person. I, I'm not a I'm not a, I don't get into supernatural things. But I do have this feeling, and I, and I and I'm not going to go into wild detail here, but. I have proven to myself over and over and over again that if I put something out into the world, if I say it out loud, if I make it known, if I make my intentions known, um, it tends to show up. It tends to show up. I don't say, I want a Ferrari, and then a Ferrari shows up. But if I have a goal, if I have something in mind, if I have an idea, if I have something I would like to see happen, and I really, really believe it possible. You got to put it out there. You got to just say it, right? You have to say your wish out loud. And like I said, I'm not, I I don't think that there's some divine intervention, uh, granting me my wishes, but there is something about making it real, putting it out in the world that makes it possible. Uh, I, it's funny. It's, it's, I've seen this happen in my life over and over again. And I don't, I don't necessarily know who taught me how to do this or if I was taught how to do this. Uh, but, if, but if I have come with an idea in my head, I want this. I want to do this. I want this thing to happen. This is going to lead to this. It's going to lead to this. It's going to lead to this. When I have a plan and I put it out in the world, whether it's just in my head or whether I write it down or whether I tell my wife or whether you know, whatever you do, that that uh, makes something more tangible, more real. If I put it out there, it comes to pass. It really comes to pass. And and um, you know, I I I a lot of young singers come to me, and and some uh, even recently, and um, you know, here in Chicago, and, and and people just are hoping that I'll hear them sing or talk with them or chat with them. People want to know how I did what I did or how I'm doing what I'm doing, whatever. Uh, I've, I've had a, I've had a, a, uh, an element of success. And so people want to learn from that. And that's great. I think that's smart. You know, 
any any um, uh, self-help guru in the world says, you know, <laughs> you want to be successful, find the person doing what you're doing, and then do what they did. It's not a it's not a difficult formula, and so when people come to me, I'm not surprised. I think they're smart. Good for you. And and um, and if people come humbly and earnestly, then they they can have my time. And um, I I I try to uh, to iterate. You know, to iterate. I try to I try to impart on them what it is. You know, I, I can't. I, I'm not a. I'm not going to fix somebody's voice in an hour lesson. I'm not going to. I can't give you these tools. I just assume that anybody at this level is great. You have to, if, if you're in the room, you're great. You know, uh, I, I, nobody would, it's pretty rare that people are put in over their head. So if you're in the room, I'm sure you're great. That's not what I think I can help you with. And so what I, what I try to do um, when, when the young singers come to me is, is impart to them the, the mental aspect of this, um, the approach the confidence part. Uh, so often when we're young, y- you feel very lucky to be in the room. And so you're very, you try to make yourself disappear. You try to make yourself small and you try to not um, be noticed. That's really what's happening in those early years. A- and rightfully so. Nobody, nobody really needs you uh, parading through when you've just been allowed in. <laughs> you have to earn the parade. Uh but but something that I get back to and something that I'm talking about right now is just the, this idea of putting your goals into the world, whether it's thought or meditated or written down, like I said, or or told to your best friend or whatever it is. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a a, a a social media proclaimer. You know, I don't. Nobody gets less done than the person who puts some fancy quote on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that person's never got shit going on. <laughs> I would much rather show with the results than than but but the intention initially, the intention is something you need to just put into the world. And like I said, it's not I don't believe I'm I'm being divinely intervened with. Uh I I don't I, I'm not a I'm I'm not into superhuman things. Uh but I but I do have this sense that if I say it out loud or however you do that it just has that much more of a chance of happening. If you keep those things hidden deep in your heart, it's never going to come out. It's never going to. It's never going to produce. And so, uh, I just had a week where you know I put a couple of things out there, and and it it didn't take very long before they came back. And and um, it's just a nice confirmation of that, of that idea where if you want it, you better say it. If you want it, you better get it. Um, if you really want it. Plenty of people say they want things and think that deep down they're not really possible. But you have to, you have to believe that they're possible. Um, my my goals as a as a performer, as a singer, as an artist began very small. Uh, my ideas of what I thought I wanted to be were small, just because my my voice hadn't developed yet. I didn't know what I was capable of really. I, I knew, I, I, you know, at that point, I knew what I could do, and I was like, "Well, I'll just keep doing this, and that'll be enough." Uh, and then, and then, you know, you you study your voice for ten years, and and you you realize that you're capable of so much more, and then your your goals change naturally. And uh, uh, I started off very small, and I was sort of staying small, and then when I realized that it could be more, I put it out there that I wanted it. I wanted much, much, much more. 
and then focused all my energies in that direction. Uh, I remember in college, I almost never went out. I almost never went out. A, a handful of times. Uh, I had a I had a girlfriend who was at a school not close to mine, and so I didn't I didn't have to. I wasn't chasing girls around. I didn't have a big pack of bros to go do dumb college stuff. I I had a job and I had school, and every day, at the end of my day, I always made it into the practice room to get my work done every day. And I was a maniac about it. I was an absolute maniac about it. And if I if I missed a day, I felt sick. Um, I I refused to miss a day. It didn't matter what time of the day it was. I would go there late. I would go to that practice room late up at Stony Brook University and sit in an empty building in a piano in a poorly lit room and I got my work done. And I, I was obsessive about it. I was obsessive about it. And I got off that nobody was out. You know, nobody else was in there getting any work done. I never heard anybody. At the, I would go at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even midnight sometimes. And... I didn't hear anybody playing a violin. I didn't hear anyone playing a piano. I was the only person in that building. Very often, I was the only person in that building. And I loved it. I felt like I was getting ahead. I felt like I, I, was, I was doing what other people weren't willing to do. And that's uh, a lot of, of getting um, to a certain level, being willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. And... and giving of your time and giving of your focus and your energy. I just had one goal in mind, one solitary point of direction. And I just every day went in that direction, no matter what, even if it was just a tiny step, I had to be a little closer every day, a little bit closer every day. Uh, and even back then I was, I was changing my goalposts. I was changing what I wanted and I could see things. I could see possibilities. And I was, I was, um, Obsessed with the greatest singers in the world, I was obsessed with the with the bass voices that went before me, uh, and I and I put all of my energies into learning what they did, and copying them to a certain extent. If I heard a, if I heard a breath in a certain spot, I say, well, if it's good enough for him, it's a good enough for me. If I heard a cadenza, if I heard a rubato, whatever I heard, I say, well, I love that. They made that choice. That's good enough for me. I found the people that were doing what I wanted to do, and then I just did what they did. And, and this, this works. And with, with, every, with every evening that passed where I went into that school to get my work done, I put out into the world what I wanted. And, and just, it kept me focused. It kept me driving. It kept me going in this uh, forward direction. And I can't, I can't pinpoint... Um, something else that would have made it happen. I really couldn't have. I, I could see the biggest things early on as possibilities. Uh, and I think that's a bit lacking. Uh, so much of becoming a, a successful singer in this business is confidence, really. It's just the confidence to be able to do it. Because everybody can sing. I, I don't meet bad singers. It's very rare. It's very rare that I meet a bad singer. But I meet people all the time that don't have the confidence for this don't have the nerve for this, don't have the ego for this. And, and that's the part that needs, from my perspective, that's what I try to give. I, that's what I try to do. I try to pump the people up around me 
so that they have that confidence because it's in them. It's in every, anyone at this level are, is just missing experience and confidence and, and they're in the room. So they're getting the experience. And so now you need to pump them up the other way. That's what I try to do. I don't know what brought that up other than, you know, a couple of things came my way, uh, in the last couple of days. And, and it's hard not to think that this singular focus continues. Um, that my goals are not done. And that thing that I imagined when I was in school has still not come to pass. But I'm close. I'm real close to it. And, and um, uh, I'm not going to stumble at the finish line. And so my, my fire or my focus goes on. And um, uh, just I'm, I'm putting it out there now. This is my version of putting it out there. That the focus and the, and the prize and the finish line is still in sight. Uh, and, and I, and I'm, and my, my plan is to go way past it. You know, like when you're putting in golf, you have to, you have to aim for six inches past the hole. And that's, uh, that, that's what I do, uh, with everything. Um, I think of the most ridiculous thing that anybody's ever done. And then I go, (laughs) and then I go, well, I'm definitely going to go past that. (laughs) I'm not sure it happens any other way. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure it happens any other way. I've never met anybody at the top of their game that wasn't, um, didn't have the focus of a lion. And, and, um, uh, anyway, that's what I'm passing on to you today. I got to get to rehearsal. I did not even sing today, but, uh, they're going to parade my bloody corpse through, I think something like that from what I've understood. So it's me and my Don Giovanni score basically all day. I love you for listening. This was the Monday show. And here we are. Uh, Everybody have a great week. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Okay, thanks. Bye.